Welcome to Talkin' Baloney. Calvin Cocoa Pop. This is Booty. Oh, gosh. <laughs> What's going on? No script allowed. Are you some kind of bot? Come on, people. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want a pickle, you gotta give him a pickle, right? <laughs> I wanna be a movie star. Wow, that sounds so interesting. Fresh and quick. Part of the Baloney Nation. You guys still there? Hey, hey, big guy. It's Jim Deasy and uh, Talking Baloney. That's right, man. Live, We're back. live, live, live in the studio? No. We're not. No, no. We're, we're taping Skype. the show this week. Yep. We're Skyping. We're Skyping. Yep. Should You're we, uh, back in your man cave, AKA the Love Den. <laughs> uh, okay. Nope. No, it's not. <laughs> What's going on? Nothing. Listen, man, I got a got a new mug. Gonna All right. show gonna show it off a little bit. Determined worker, intense, good worker, hard worker, terrific. <laughs> well, that's gotta be Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute from the office, folks. You guys <laughs> know him. Boom. Look at on both sides. The same thing on both sides? Both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's yeah. definitely Dwight. Yeah. So how you doing, man? Doing good. We uh, returned after a month hiatus last week. Yes, I know. Huge, huge success. Yeah. I, uh, hundreds. Melanie's hundreds mom of- watched and uh, Aunt Paula watched. What more do you need? <laughs> Listen, we're ranking right up there with some of the other uh, duck sing-along shows on the old uh, – <laughs> YouTube show. Oh yeah, they're they're putting this on YouTube in prime locations. Yeah, the ducks sing along. What kind of <laughs> crap is that? I don't forget. Can we see that on your TV? Oh yeah, yeah. Hang on, let me yeah. move out of the way. Uh, hang on. Let's go down to it so all of our fellow listeners can see. Oh, there it is. The duck song. Wow. Right there. From f- twelve years ago. Five hundred and six million views. Yeah. Or a just stupid a, duck song. Just a little bit more than we have. <laughs> uh, so if you remember last week, we mentioned Steve Martin. Yeah. And we, I said, hey, why don't we do an episode? I think so it's a welcome idea. to our Steve Martin episode. Boom. Now, <laughs> three amigos. Yeah, there we go. You know how we like to do it lately. We like mm-hmm. to uh, go by the top 20 box office. Okay. Kind of keeps it fresh, keeps it exciting. You never know what's going to come up. Mm-hmm. So if you had to look at his entire career, he started mm-hmm. making movies in the late 70s. He's 76 years old. What is his highest grossing movie, international and domestic? So total global box office. Well, see, this is a tough one, but I'm. It's gonna, a very tough one. If you get the, it, I will give you five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so he had. I would. I'm gonna. I want to jump out the window. And maybe say "Dirty Rotten Scoundrels," but that's not your answer. Not my answer. <laughs> I'm gonna go. So you're trying to get more than one answer here. <laughs> yes. I'm so, going to go. Say it. Roxanne. Say it. Say it. It's, <laughs> it's complicated. What? It's complicated uh... from 2009 with Meryl Streep, Alec Baldwin, made $224 million. Damn. Wow. Damn. Yeah. That was a shocker. A, because yeah. I've never seen it. Um, B, I know it's a movie that was kind of for the plus 50 audience. Older people. You know, and I can't I believe it made I, that much money. I think I've seen this. <laughs> it's uh, it's like a... Uh, a an affair, right? Like Steve Martin is with Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin uh, is like the lover. 
I think so. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I know I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen this before, but I don't think I didn't think it was that good. <laughs> so what we're going to see here is box office doesn't equate to quality. Okay, like you named a couple of Steve Martin movies, which I agree are great movies. I don't think any of those you mentioned made the top ten for him. What? Yeah. So as we uh, look back here, number two is Cheaper by the Dozen. Okay, so this is the the parent movie where they have like a ton of kids. Yeah, a dozen. Yeah, who wants who wants a dozen kids? Come on. <laughs> uh, apparently, Steve Martin and uh, this, yeah, I don't I forget the woman's name. Listen, nobody in real life wants 12 kids. Let's be honest. It may be, maybe one, two, possibly three for the tax write-offs, but that's 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 it. <laughs> now, this was a remake of an old movie. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of one of uh, Steve Martin's things in his uh, later part of his career was he was doing a lot of remakes. Uh, number three is Bringing Down the House. Oh, this is where he's the lawyer helping uh, Queen Latifah, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Wait it's got a... the guy from uh, the guy from all the <laughs> oh, Eugene Levy. The yeah, G- Eugene Levy's in it. Yeah. This is a movie uh, that, in terms of political correctness, not 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 uh, happening anymore. Oh no. If you remember, there's like a big part of the movie is Steve Martin trying to act like black and wear like a basketball jersey and hat like crooked and trying to break dance. Yeah, Uh, not so happening today. I'm surprised this hasn't been on the canceled list yet. (laughs) (laughs) When I was doing my research, there was one article about it that popped up. Only one? Yeah, well, I... For a movie that made a lot of money in 2003, I don't think it has much staying power because you don't really see this movie anywhere nowadays. No, and they're, he's probably said, hey, listen, let's not push it on the old rerun. <laughs> <Let's>, yeah. <laughs> I got, I'm trying to retire here. Let's not put my movies out there anymore. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number four for Steve Martin, The Pink Panther. I hate this movie. I hate the whole Pink Panther character. Okay. Even the originals? Listen, I, I like the ringtone. That's about it. The music. The music. Yeah. Back in That's the day, we used to call it the soundtrack, but now you call it the ringtone. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, yo, yo, you understand what I'm saying? You got the digits. <laughs> what are you, bringing down the house? <laughs> Uh, so the Pink Panther is, is really bad. I like the originals with uh, Peter Sellers. Kind of grew up on those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, also not politically correct in any way, but mm-hmm. they were from the 70s, so you kind of accepted it. Mm-hmm. This Pink Panther was definitely aimed more at kids than adults. But obviously made a lot of money for him. So what are you going to do? I'm telling you right now, man. You and you and I need to make a movie. <laughs> not like well, a, not just a movie. You know, you got yeah. your documentary out there. You're already famous. You got your big production guy now. But I think we need to make a movie. If some of these other dumb movies out there can make hundreds of millions of dollars, listen. If you and I could just pull in five hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> who can make a dumber movie than us? Come on. Exactly. <laughs> have you seen our Have you seen our Elmira tour yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on. How about our tour of Scranton where we never went anywhere? That's yeah. gold. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we had good interaction with our customers. <laughs> so oh, his, geez, oh, they made How many of these did they make? Were there like three <laughs> or four of these damn things? They might have made more after Steve Martin, but he yeah. was in uh, the second one, which from my recollection, did become more of a buddy comedy with Eugene Levy. It was less about the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2005, yeah. $135 million for Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Yeah. 
Any well, thoughts killer on special, that? Killer special effects in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Come on. So, $135 million for nothing. Yeah. So we've we've gone over his top five grossing movies. I haven't liked any of them, really. He's over a half a billion already. Yeah, and uh, not his best work in terms of quality. Uh, it gets a little better at number six. It's uh, Parenthood. Directed by Ron Howard. Uh, you can see in the photo a young Keanu Reeves is in it. Uh, Rick Moranis, Mary oh, Steenburgen, yeah. Jason oh. Robards, oh, yeah. Diane Weist. Uh-huh. Big cast. Uh, a big hit movie spawned uh, two different TV shows. There was a TV show made right after the movie, and then just a few years ago, there was another one. I, I did like it. It's a good, like, a- ensemble family movie. Kind of like Cheaper by the Dozen, but without the kids. <laughs> well, or like Cheaper by the Dozen, but with, like, quality like yeah. actual movie making instead of just a bunch of slapstick. <laughs> Throw 12 kids up against the wall and see which ones stick, right? <laughs> All right, number seven. Yep. Are you, are you, do you want to guess anymore? I'm going to go Roxanne. Okay. Eventually Keep it's going to be right. Eventually. <laughs> Not now, but eventually. Uh, three Amigos? Damn it. Bowfinger. Really? Yeah. Thoughts on Bowfinger? Ninety-eight million. Uh, all I remember in this movie was wasn't there a scene where he kept trying to cross the road? Yes. Ah, that's about the only thing I remember from this movie. So the <laughs> the premise of this movie is Steve Martin is a low budget Hollywood producer who gets a uh, movie pitched with the idea that this big star is going to be in it. The star is Eddie Murphy, his character, but he won't do the movie. So they find a guy who looks like him and they give him a haircut and take away his glasses to make him look more like him. And then they kind of film the movie <laughs> uh, just in like the streets of L.A. So they need a big action scene. So they're like, cross this busy highway. <laughs> <laughs> That's something we would do. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a really good premise. Uh, I feel like this is though those years where Eddie Murphy was just like way too over the top. Mm-hmm. Not the best Eddie Murphy, but not a bad movie. Overpaid. <laughs> yeah, mm. he's uh, too busy meeting the clumps. The clumps. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> How about the movie House Sitter from 1992, made $94 million. Hey, that's uh, Goldie, Goldie Hawn. Hawn. That's Goldie Hawn before the surgery. <laughs> well, maybe halfway through her list of surgeries. Yeah, yeah you can't, I don't even recognize her now. I, she was in that one movie with uh, the comedian lady. and uh, uh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. By the way, Amy yeah. Schumer, funnier, funnier than all hell. Yes. Uh, but didn't even know that was Goldie Hawn. Because <laughs> all this didn't look the same. <laughs> yeah. This was back when she could move her facial muscles. Oh. Uh, she... Like, see right there? She's actually smiling. Oh, so now she just kind of does this all the time. And like, <laughs> yeah, she, that's it. She... <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good challenge. See if you could do yeah. that for a whole show. <laughs> we, we should come. The Goldie Hawn challenge. <laughs> That's a pretty take good challenge. T- take that to Tic Tac. <laughs> oh, damn, what did you think? Well, I, I, it's a great movie. Uh, I think we should all go see it. So tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, about the movie House Sitter, uh, mm-hmm. Steve Martin is a rich, successful businessman who comes home. Goldie Hawn is like a con woman who is crashing in his house and he can't get rid of her but she's got a heart of gold and helps turn his life around and yeah I not really my cup of tea 
Uh, I could do the whole show on that voice. <laughs> I would love to see you try. I, it's kind of hard to drink coffee like that, though. Oh, you do, you need a straw or an assistant to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Uh, number nine is Father of the Bride. I remember this movie. Yeah. This is a movie that you would have thought did better at the box office. But uh, looking at the numbers, it made like zero money internationally. Uh-huh. Uh, so it made $89 million in 1991. That's uh, Martin Short. Diane Keaton. Yep. Yeah. Of course, we love Steve Martin and Martin Short together. Can't beat that. Can't. And this is like the prototypical father uh, giving away the daughter movie. You know, everything's going wrong and he's trying to come to the rescue. Um, if you like that one, then you probably saw number 10, which was Father of the Bride Part 2. Oh. Uh, who would have thought? Well, he seems to be the, like the king of sequels. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, right? You don't think yeah. of his career as the guy who made like a bunch of sequels, but here we are, Father of the Bride Part 2 in 1995, $76 million. I like the fact that he's rocking a lot of flannel in a lot of these <laughs> movies. Like a normal, wow. normal guy. <laughs> but it's 1995. You had to do go with the flannel. <laughs> but we know they didn't have a big budget either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's uh, in the photo there. That's Karen Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's younger brother. Mm. And what I remember of Father of the Bride Part 2 was a lot more Martin Short comedy. Because he was a breakout character in the first one. Not as good a movie, but I think they're still talking about doing another one. Really? Yeah, like Amazon or Netflix wants to do a reunion or a part three or, or something. I don't know what it is with Netflix, man. They do something that's and they just it's out, it, they hit it out of the park. It's Yeah. Or they or they cancel it the next day. I don't it's it's <laughs> Well, that, that's true. Either it's you know, a huge success or it disappears and you wonder, where did that go? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, how about number 11? Hmm. I'll give you a hint. It's not Roxanne. Three Amigos. Ooh, close. Damn it. The Jerk. Oh. <laughs> this is a funny movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> I the thought jerk. this would have been a lot, a lot higher on the list. Oh, me too. Yeah. This was his big breakout. 1979, it made $73 million. So if you did uh, inflate the dollars, I'm sure that's that's like a $150 million movie. Mm-hmm. I like uh, that movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you remember from it? Who brought the jerk? <laughs> Oh. Except for me. <laughs> yeah. Remember he's with a fork or the spoon? <laughs> oh. Oh, wait. Yes. Uh, no, is that uh, the, no, wrong movie? Wrong movie. Yeah. Never mind. We're getting to that one. It's coming up. Yeah. I know it is. The, the jerk is famous where he makes all his money and then he loses it all. And he's like in his underwear with a robe and he starts grabbing like everything. He's like, well, I don't need anything except for this lamp. This lamp and this phone book and this vase and. <laughs> yeah good classic yeah i'm down with that someone's trying to kill him <laughs> when he's working at the gas station and all the bullets are going into the uh, cans of mortar oil <laughs> and he's like someone's trying to kill these cans <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it back when movies were funny and then there was number 12 Ah, oh, jeez. Pink Panther number two in 2009 made $70 million. I think you can tell the quality of the movie by, like, how much of a over-the-top face Steve Martin has to make in the photo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if and he's the, bulging his eyes out, then, ooh, that's probably not a good movie. And the way, way over-the-top mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who does that? 
Inspector Crusoe. Yeah. <laughs> Inspector right, number th- on a watch list, so he is right there. <laughs> <laughs> number 13 is a movie we've talked about a bunch. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Movie. And, man, this I'll tell you. So this movie should have been way higher on the list. Yeah. If you this movie's gave, awesome. Yeah, if you like gave the movie bonus points for airing every year around Thanksgiving and Christmas for the last twenty five years, this would mm-hmm. be his number one movie. But here's my question: Is yeah. this this is like the Die Hard movie? Is this really a Christmas movie? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Because it's all about trying to get home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, though, right? We've established that. <laughs> uh, I think you tried to establish that. but Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got I, ripped apart for that. <laughs> yeah. The internet did not agree. So, in my defense on that, I was probably wrong because Die Hard actually was a Christmas movie because it is a Christmas party taking place when it all happens. Yes. It just didn't feel like Christmas because it was L.A. Yeah. Nothing in L.A. is real. From the <laughs> facial things to <laughs> chest, lips, everything. That's all fake. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break. All right. We'll come back with more of Steve Martin. Awesome. Whoa, welcome back. Whoa. Hey, now. <laughs> Got to get that cardio in while I'm on the show. <laughs> so we're, uh, we were talking to Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. We just went through his top 13 grossing movies. And a couple of them we actually liked. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I think we're into the area, though, where uh, these are more the movies that we, uh, we like. Thank you. So, Number 14 is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, 1988. Look at, look at the cast. Oh. Should have made more money. Yeah. Should have made more of these. He should have done sequels to this. Yeah. It's got Bruce Wayne in it, or Bruce Wayne's <laughs> butler in it. <laughs> Michael Caine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> Great actor, man. Yeah. Any uh, memories of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Nah, he was kind of a kind of a jackwad in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they played a couple of uh, con men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Caine was the debonair older con man, and Steve Martin was the young kind of uh, rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I remember most about this, besides the stuff that actually happened in the movie. Is there was a famous shot in the trailer for this movie that wasn't in the movie. And for like years, people wondered why this wasn't in because it was so funny. Really? It was them walking down like the French Riviera. And as Steve Martin is like popping a kid's uh, bubble, Michael Caine's like pushing another guy off the, the pier into the water. <laughs> it was like this great little bit. And it wasn't in the movie. Should have stayed in the movie. They should have had to make sure that was in the movie. Yeah. Uh, of course, Steve Martin famously uh, plays an idiot at one point in the movie with an eye patch. Who? <laughs> yes, the spoon has, to the eye. Yes, yes. I, I remember this now. Yes. Is this what you were thinking of earlier? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> May I be excused to go to the bathroom? <laughs> Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm noticing a trend here. A lot of Steve Martin movies couldn't come out in today's theater. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a shame. Yeah, that's a great movie. <laughs> Number 15 is a movie called Grand Canyon from 1991. A uh, more serious film. Steve Martin, Kevin Klein, Danny Glover, Alfred Woodard. This is the, uh, I don't know if you remember the movie, The Big Chill. This is from the uh-huh. same director, Lawrence Kasdan. I've never seen this movie. It's, uh, did you ever see the movie Crash? It was a uh, Oscar winner. Oh, was a big, that's, uh, 
wait a minute, hold on, hold on. I think I've seen the movie Crash. Yeah, it was a big ensemble movie, and it kind of started a trend of doing these movies with, like, a bunch of different characters whose lives kind of intertwine. And this is one of those movies. I only remember Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon and that really, really, really bad sequel to Predator Predator 2. (laughs) (laughs) One of the worst movies ever made. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, the special effects were great still, but I don't know, I just... You're waiting for Mel Gibson to jump out at any given time to help him. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) You're waiting for Arnold. Oh, yeah, yeah, Arnold. But I'm waiting for Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon to come out and help him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Number 16, Three Amigos. Ah, yes. Now, let's talk about what a crime this was. This only made $39 Look at the cast. Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, Martin Short. A great, great movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, greatest movies ever made. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember who was who. One of them was Dusty, right? Yes. Uh, I believe Chevy Chase was uh, Dusty Bottoms. Yes. <laughs> Uh, great movie, uh, though. Yeah. Ah, should have been numbered top five. How many times do you think you've seen Three Amigos? Uh, a hundred, at least. Wow. I was going to say a dozen? <laughs> no, I've, I've seen it a lot. <laughs> El Guapo? El Guapo. You know, here's the thing. Yeah. This every every one of these movies that has Chevy Chase in it, it's always he's a, like the you know he's the the player you know always chasing the ladies, yeah. Um, but this just shows that a lot of people back then didn't have the taste that we had in movies. <laughs> <laughs> that it yes. only did this little at the box office. <laughs> and it, we're looking at these movies from Steve Martin. All his best movies kind of are in that same like area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty-six million in nineteen eighty-six is probably really not that bad for a comedy mm-hmm. that probably cost ten million. It was mm-hmm. probably was a hit. It's not like it's a bomb, but you just expect, you know, movies come out nowadays that are terrible and make three hundred million. Yeah. Uh, number seventeen. Hey, hey Roxanne. Roxanne from 1987. He can smell smoke and fire from miles away. <laughs> He's got a nose for fire. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the original uh, story Roxanne is uh, taken from? I do not. Famous uh, piece of literature? Mm-mm. Cyrano de Bergerac? Oh, we've got a call. Hello, Carla. You're on the air. <laughs> and they've been muted. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> so Cyrano is that famous story where the guy is terrible with words and another guy is a poet laureate who can talk. So the woman in the castle is looking down at the, the guy and Meanwhile, the guy who can actually talk is hiding in the bushes telling him what to say. Oh, just like the movie. And that's Roxanne. But they yeah. they updated it to modern times and they did it like brilliantly. It's like a really good movie. It's yeah, funny, it's but movie. it's also really good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I, I, it was my first guess for top grossing movie. <laughs> it was. <laughs> if there was any justice, it would be. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, number 18 is a bit of a cult classic. Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, he's going to be the dentist. And yes. He'll, and he'll be a success. <laughs> Steve Martin in a musical starring Rick Moranis with uh, Bill Murray doing a cameo. It's a, Can't beat a good that, movie. right? 
It's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's on Netflix. Oh, no, HBO Max has it. HBO Max, okay. Yeah, you watch on HBO Max. So you've seen it recently. Matter of fact, if you were to check my history, it's probably in my <laughs> watched history. Well, I wondered. He came right up with the dentist uh, lyrics to the music pretty quick. Yeah. Jimmy Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> Feed me more. <laughs> That's where uh, the character Ryback got his. Uh... Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, number 19 is Sergeant Bilko from 96. I've That's, seen it. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember it real well. Dan Aykroyd with Steve Martin. Um, hey, look how, Sergeant look how Bilko. Young, yeah. Look how young they are. Yeah. 96. It, it feels like this movie isn't that old. Mm. That's a uh, that's a 25 years right there. Damn. We are all getting old, man. <laughs> what a bummer. So, <laughs> so Sergeant Bilko is a old TV show. Mm-hmm. That I am a big fan of. It's a great character who was like a con man who ran a uh, ran like the the car garage at the military base camp, and mm-hmm. always had scam after scam going on behind <laughs> the back of the the sergeant in charge. My dream job. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you. You you you're a Bilko type. Yeah, okay. <laughs> your car needs this new needs new square tires. <laughs> so uh, the movie was a bit of a disappointment. I don't know if Steve Martin was the right guy to play that role. I think Bill Murray would have been a better Sergeant Bilko. But mm-hmm. uh, number yeah. twenty is All of Me, nineteen eighty four. Oh my god, we were only ten years old. <laughs> yes. Jesus. But I had Showtime Man. when I was a kid, and this movie was on all the effing time. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like it much. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh basically Steve Martin is possessed by Lily Tomlin. So when he like looks in the mirror, he sees Lily Tomlin and she like can take control of his body and make him do stuff. <laughs> there's some great physical comedy where Steve Martin is like fighting with himself because half his body wants to go one way and he wants to go the other. But aside nope. from that, I yeah, can't recommend this. You know, you just looking at the cover of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Think about how many movies have that exact same cover that came out in the last 30, 40 years. There's a lot of movies that just the guy and the girl. Or the two guys, or the guy, you know, two girls standing all in the same, just like that. Clouds. Just, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe anyone would have that. like uh, clouds behind them. Yeah. For like a. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the uh, top twenty. We compare that movie poster to like a Top Gun movie poster. Need I say more? Yeah. Which one are you well, going you, to see? <laughs> so, all of me, I don't. not that I want to talk about it a lot, because um, I didn't like it, but really, it's a movie about a man possessed by a woman. What, what are you going to do on the poster? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they just threw their hands up and it was like, well, just have them stand next to each other in front of the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some movies beyond the top 20. Uh, L.A. Story at number 22. Okay. That was a uh, Steve Martin wrote that movie, I believe. Had a young Sarah Jessica Parker in it. Kind of a, uh, a movie that people really credited him for capturing the feel of L.A., which mm-hmm. is like people who are kind of don't care about anything. Fake. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fake people. Uh, My Blue Heaven at number 24. I've seen that movie. I don't remember it, but I've seen it. That's where he's a mobster on uh, witness protection. Yeah, Like the suburbs. Yep. 
Uh, number 25 is Leap of Faith, where he's like a down and out oh. preacher. Yeah, snake oil preacher. <laughs> yes. Um, number 27 is The Spanish Prisoner, which is kind of a serious take on Dirty Rotten Scoundrels about con men and just... It's a movie with one twist and turn after another. Highly recommended. It's a drama, mm-hmm. not a comedy. That's a really good movie. Kind of an independent mm-hmm. film. Um, I think one of his best uh, serious movies. Okay. I'll check that out. Uh, there's a movie uh, at number 30 called Mixed Nuts. Now, this came out in 1994, and I remember seeing it when I was going to college. Mm-hmm. Had a young Adam Sandler in it, one of his first movies. And uh, Steve Martin played a psychiatrist, and he had just a cast of nut jobs that he was uh, trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really a good movie. It's another one of my dream jobs, psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Why is that? I could help so many people. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I know some. I know some people. I could put you in touch. You want to uh, put it to the test? <laughs> I don't mean. I don't mean like other psychiatrists. I mean like some nut jobs. Oh, oh yeah. 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 We talked about that. <laughs> uh. So, final thoughts on Steve Martin. I mean, I kind of wanted to do this because of that. Uh, Hulu show he just did with yeah. Martin Short, only murders in the building. Again, highly recommended. Who did he do the two wild and crazy guys? Who did he do that with? <laughs> it was with Dan Aykroyd on Saturday That's Night Live. Right, Saturday Night Live. Uh, Steve Martin was not a cast member on Saturday Night Live. He just guest hosted so many times because he was the top stand-up comic of the seventies. Mm-hmm. You remember his uh, King Tut routine yes yes and the uh coming out with the arrow going through his head yes. wearing the white suit uh yeah so he's hosted snl like he's in the he's in the jacket club right oh yeah he's yeah. gotta be a, near the top it was him dan Aykroyd. uh there's like it, it, no isn't there a bunch of them that are like in the jacket club that they do a skit out yeah. every once in a while yeah uh i think Alec Baldwin, John Goodman. That's right. Uh, yeah. Christopher Walken, maybe? I think he's done back, it a bunch. Back when SNL was... Actually, I gotta say, SNL SNL was pretty funny last week. Did you watch? Yes, I did. And I gotta uh, say, it's, it's... To me, when they get away from the political stuff, they get funny again. When they get back to actually just being funny... And they do their stories, and they don't, because you watch shows like that to escape the stuff that's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like people that watch our podcasts, because they know we don't talk about politics and religion, so it's an escape for you to come and watch. You know, see what we got to say for an hour. <laughs> now, isn't it talking politics by saying Saturday Night Live shouldn't talk politics? True. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, though. I did watch it last week. Jason Sudeikis uh, returned as host. There was some good stuff. Yeah, it wasn't all like, you know, you know, I I didn't watch it at all last last season at all. Yeah, I watch it occasionally. Mm -hmm. Uh, They brought back my favorite skit, the Kenan Thompson uh, talk show. What's yes. up with that? <laughs> yeah, dude, when he does, when he's doing that running man thing or whatever in the background, uh, and then he slows it down. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Keenan right. Thompson, man, is, is like, I'm oh. surprised that, I'm surprised he doesn't have his own movie. They, they should name the up. building after him. Yeah. It shouldn't be Rockefeller Center anymore. It should be like Keenan Tower. <laughs> yeah. The, he's, he's the glue. Oh, for so long. <laughs> yeah. Hasn't he been there like 18, 19 years? You know, wow. I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't landed a big movie role. Yeah. I, so he had that sitcom on NBC uh, last mm-hmm. fall. 
Yeah. It's about all Come I can on. say about it. Come on, Lauren Michaels. Give him something to work with. <laughs> it's tough out there. Yeah. He just might be one of those guys who's like perfect on Saturday Night Live. But yeah. I don't know. Tracy Morgan was kind of that way. Like, he hasn't really had any breakout movies. But you put him on Saturday Night Live, he's awesome. You put him in a rocket mortgage commercial, and he's uh, he's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a break and uh, come All back right. and wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> Hey, hey. Oh, we're doing back. that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim Deasy, what a show. And, yeah. Hey, uh, Steve Martin, man. Uh, Who would have thought? Yeah. Uh, I guess what you can say is his movies might not make money. Uh, some of his best movies, but they're movies people are still watching 20, 25 years later. Mm hmm. Can't say much better he's, about somebody than that. He's an icon, and he has that fatherly type demeanor about him too. Yeah, and I like that. You know. And uh, we're gonna before we go, we've got uh, updates to do. First, uh, oh, the, yeah? beef, the beef jerky. Last week you tested, I think, four <laughs> different jerkies, right? Yes, yes. I actually had. Folks, we tested four on the show, but I actually had six bags. Wow. And so I ended up bringing them back to the the cave where we live. And <laughs> I had them on the stand table in the coffee room that we have and came home from work and found that the dogs had found all of them and ate all of them. All the beef jerky <laughs> gone. Except for, Whoa. if you remember... The everything yeah. bagel. You hated jerky. it. I hated it. Absolutely yeah. disgusting. Yeah, the you, dogs you thought it was I... disgusting too. Yeah. Oh. They, they didn't, they didn't touch, touch it. it. Didn't. They opened the bag, took one smell and said, F this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Strong language yeah. from the dogs. Yeah. They literally told me, no, we ain't touching that. Okay, but they love the others, so they love the if, others. Even if the, the dogs even were doing jerky ones. reviews. Ah, uh, you know, maybe we, get, maybe we can get one of the dogs in here to do a review. <laughs> <laughs> jerky reviews with the dog. I'll just feed them a piece. <laughs> oh, you know that's huge on the internet. It, like having yeah. dogs uh, taste test stuff, like uh, tomatoes, cucumbers, raw Hot meat. Sauce. <laughs> Uh, no to the hot sauce. I no, probably no. Pete, would, Pete would probably shut us down on that one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't think you want to be going out with your dogs at three in the morning to the. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why is the know. grass got streaks in it? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so you've got another uh, big decision coming up that you want to talk I do. about. This is a big decision. This is almost like a marriage decision, folks. Whoa. Yeah. I have to decide, do I want to get rid of the iPhone 13 Pro Max, take it back, and get a Google phone or a Samsung phone? Or do I just want to keep this one? I don't know yet. Now, how long have you had it? I have had this phone for just 25 days? 20 okay. days. 20 I have until actually I have one week left before I need to make its final decision, but I'd like to make the decision by tomorrow. All right, because after that you got to keep it. Yeah, here's my problem with this phone, and Tell I don't think people say, you know, hey, you're complaining, you got an iPhone 13 Pro Max, blah blah blah. Here's the problem: this phone is identical to the iPhone 12 Pro Max. I don't care how you slice it, I don't care how you dice it. <laughs> oh. It's the same damn phone. <laughs> now, there, there's different stuff, but it's all internal. You don't yeah. see the difference, right? Now, you being a camera guy, I showed you the camera on the phone, and what was the first thing you picked up on? 
Well, the uh, fake blurring was very disappointing. In fact, I think I said it was trash. Trash, folks. Trash. And you know, trash on this show, when you say trash, that's like saying shit. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) I was going to say saying trash just means it's really bad. Yeah. Well, they did an update. They did do an update. I'll give them that. They did an update to the camera. And it it tweaked it a little bit. It looks a little better, but you still see that what they're doing is a fake blur effect to try to give it the uh, the impression that there's depth of field when there is, in fact, no depth of field. And it's, I compare it to like when you do a Skype call and someone has their blur background on mm-hmm. and you see like all the uh, edges around their head every time they move. This is basically what they're doing with the iPhone and it's very cheap and it's very disappointing. Mm-hmm. We, we should be better than that at this point. 2021. I, I think that we've gotten to a point now with the iPhone where they're putting more emphasis on speed and screens, and they're not focusing on what made them who they are, and that was their cameras. Okay. Now tell me the pros and cons of the two other phones you're looking at, because uh, what we're so, going to do is we're going to let uh, Baloney Nation decide. They're yeah. going to vote at uh, Twitter, Baloney Talking. Well, however they vote is what you're going to do. You can vote for uh, keeping the iPhone. <laughs> no, no? no pressure here. <laughs> uh, buying the S21 from Samsung or the yep. Google Pixel 6. Or maybe Bro, a fourth I... option, Jim has to give up cell phones and uh, go back to a landline. Dude, I would seriously go back to a BlackBerry. <laughs> if, if, if BlackBerry came out with another phone that was somewhat modern, you know what I mean? Yeah, they they don't. I thought they came back a couple of years ago. Well, they did. TS they were rebranded through TSL, but they were still a BlackBerry. But they when BlackBerry used to produce and own their own products, man, they were phenomenal. And TCL had a pretty good phone that was close to them. But somebody else now is coming out with a new BlackBerry phone. I don't know when that's supposed to come out, but. Uh, yeah, I was. I gotta say that you know I've been playing with this phone now for twenty some days, and it's a little. I keep looking at it, going, "Why did I buy that?" Because it's the same damn phone I had. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, the Verizon rep that told me all the cases from my old phone would fit this one. See this little notch right here. Yep. Well, the pla- the plastic shield that goes around this is bigger on this one, so all of your cases don't work on this phone. <laughs> Wow. They won't fit over that little hump on the back. Well, tell me about these other phones. Cause, uh, so the Google Pro yeah, sporting the new Tensor, Tensor, I believe, processor. The Pixel uh, 6, right? Pixel 6, yeah. I would probably look at the Pro version because I like the bigger phones. You I guess do. I'm compensating. I don't know. <laughs> but it's got a bigger screen on it. Tell me Google Pop. And I got to say that... Uh, I like where they're going. They got a blur feature on their camera for those moments when you take a picture and you're like, oh, I want to scrub the TV out of the background. Or that person that just photobombed me, I want to scrub them right out and you can take them out. Yeah, not not well, a blur feature. It's a magic no. eraser feature. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I like how they're integrating their software with things. My only hiccup right now is I got to make sure that there's a smart a smartwatch that will actually work with it, which may right. be the Samsung smartwatch. I'm not sure yet. Or we go to Samsung Ultra, Samsung 21 Ultra, and the new Samsung Galaxy Watch 4. Mm. Okay. It's going to be a tough one. I'm going to have to go to the store tomorrow and take a look one more time. So for you, the the phone is, is a part of it, but really the watch is like just as important. You got to have the watch to go with it. I, I want the... I find that when you have one, you know, the ecosystem is the same. Everything works. Yeah. And it does what it's supposed to do. I've used the Apple Watch with a Samsung phone, and I've used a iPhone with a Samsung watch, and they just, half the features work. So. Right. But that's important to you, having the watch. Yeah, I want everything to work. I When I say, hey, you know, Siri, I'm the most awesome man in the world, I want my phone to say, yeah, you are. 
But when you have Samsung watch and you ask that, there there's no answer. <laughs> no one's there to tell you. Bullshit. <laughs> I bull crap. I'm sorry. What, what is going on? <laughs> so yeah. All right. Tomorrow's a big day. And this is a big decision. We're doing something else special tomorrow too. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Because yeah. we're taping on a Saturday night instead of doing our normal live Sunday. Because we're, we're going to take another uh, little road trip tomorrow. A special place. A happy place. Uh, a place where dreams are made. Yeah, the most wonderful place on earth. And it's not Disney World, folks. Oh, no. Much better. No. no. And you don't have to pay an admission to get in. No. But you will gladly hand over everything in your pocket for... Yep. Some of their treasure, because mm-hmm. it's Krispy Kreme. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's 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 like going to the world full of glaze. Oh, what a world! <laughs> yes, if I could just talk the manager to let me go down that conveyor one time. <laughs> yeah, you just want to lie down on your back and just and just let take it all in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's I don't know about that. That kind of sounds like we might be borderline getting into adult entertainment on that one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to let that one slide. Uh, yep, hey, let that go. <laughs> so are we also stopping at Waffle House is the big question. I believe we should. I mean, we're going to be right there. It's Have to, right? Yeah. Le- legally I mean, bound. I think it's legally in our talking baloney contract with YouTube. If we're yeah. in a proximity of Waffle House, we have to stop. And... Also a sheet. Oh, that goes without saying. So Gotta we could hit fuel the fuel up. Hit the Krispy Kreme, eat a dozen yeah. donuts, go over to Sheets, get a couple of the two for two for two twenty two hot dogs with sauerkraut, and then yeah. boom, shoot right over to Waffle House <laughs> for a big old breakfast. Oh yeah, any time of the day. <laughs> Gonna be a good Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best. Yes. <laughs> Oh man! All right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's wrap it up. Let's say goodbye. All right. Peace, yo. (laughs) Talk to you later. That's it. Alligator. (laughs) In a while. Yeah. Crocodile. Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right.